Welcome to the Hillside Baptist Chapel's weekly podcast. Please listen as Dr. Steve Wood, pastor, teaches from God's Word. Contact information is as follows. Dr. Steve Wood, pastor, phone or message at 6438-6541, email at steverwood002 at gmail.com. Prayer requests can be sent directly to hbcprayerlist2020 at gmail.com.
Lord, I just ask that you open our hearts and minds today and receive your word and, and be with us in, in spirit, Lord, and, and help us and guide us and to do the right things even when we don't want to, Lord. Lord, I just ask that you be with my brothers and sisters who couldn't be here today, Lord, and, and just help them with their needs. And, and Lord, thank you for all that you do for each one of us here today, Lord. In Jesus Christ's name I pray. Amen. All right, you may be seated. Thank you for being here this morning. Frank, would you come and update us on our prayer concerns, please? Good morning, everyone. Good morning. Uh, I will start by talking about Nathan, which is Stephen Wanda's grandson. He's not in the hospital, but he's, he's, he's really sick. He's got COVID-19. He has a hard time breathing. Um, my actually my granddaughter's got COVID-19 too she's not having that big of a time with it she's only like 13 or 14 but uh, it's more like a cold to her which is praise God for that so yeah. we definitely need our prayers there's been a lot of talk about George uh, in San Francisco he's had his operation his, his red blood count is low but it wasn't that low so they went ahead and proceeded with the operation I hear the reason the blood count was low is because he's got bleeding ulcers. That's what I heard. I don't know. I can't confirm that or not. But he's with his daughters and um, he's on a, a steak diet. So I guess that's going to be tough. But, uh, <laughs> a steak <laughs> He needs your prayers. Um, I don't know about Austin. Uh, I, I know that he's home and hopefully he's doing better. I heard he had a fever, 106, is that? 103.64. Okay, okay. All right, I think I'm crazy. Oh, that's crazy. Good, praise God for that. And uh, that's all I have. Thank you. Rennie, I'm the one that got the numbers wrong on that temperature. I, I thought it was 106 and it was 103.6. <laughs> so I'm glad it wasn't 106. That would have been, that would have been even worse. But uh, anyway, we're glad he's doing better and uh, we'll continue to remember him in our prayers. All right. Are there any other updates that you have today on our prayer concerns? Any new ones that we need to add? Marlene, yeah, uh, we need to continue to remember Marlene in our prayers. How is Marlene doing? I saw her this morning. You did? <laughs> I, I can't believe it. <laughs> All right. She, you know, I had something wrong with her wrist that we're really looking at, and I will never go to that doctor that had surgery again. I will never. We got another one, Dr. Beck. Great, but she sure goes through a lot of pain because there's some problems. I really don't know if I'm a medical doctor, but uh, I'm very disappointed. Okay, well, let's pray that this wrist will straighten out 
and uh, it'll heal soon. All right. Other concerns. If not, let's continue to remember, uh, continue to uh, sing our song. Shine, Jesus, shine is our next hymn. Let's stand.
Amen. You may be seated. Randy, one thing that I hadn't asked you, do you and Austin have your dental work all completed? And Yes. Uh, when, they, when we went there, they had a tremendous amount of him, and that's what we thought was the infection, but it wasn't. Uh, um, we got back on Friday, and he's episodes on Sunday, but he's, we're all done except that uh, in four months in June or July, you uh, will go back, I'll go with him. I don't trust him. Okay. <laughs> you don't I, trust him to go by himself. Yeah, Putting first things first. Now, last week we talked about first things. Well, putting first things first is what we're going to be looking at today as we begin to look at one of the smaller books in the Scriptures, Haggai. Turn with me to Haggai chapter 1. In fact, Haggai is the second shortest book in the Old Testament. Let me tell you where it is. It's right after Zephaniah and just before Zechariah. You say that doesn't help very much. <laughs> you can't find Haggai, can't find Zechariah. <laughs> All right. It's the third from the last book in the Old Testament. Third from the last. If you can find Matthew, you can find Haggai. Now, turn back from Matthew. And you'll, it's only one page usually in our, in our Bibles. Now, you may have a Bible that has it on two pages, but mostly in our Bibles, it's just one page long. And so I know it's a little difficult to uh, find sometimes. Have you found it? We okay? <laughs> All right. Notice verse 2. This is what the Lord Almighty says. These people say, the time has not yet come to rebuild the Lord's house. Then the word of the Lord came through the prophet Haggai. Is it the time for you yourselves to be living in your paneled houses while the house, this house, remains a ruin? Now this is what the Lord Almighty says. Give careful thought to your ways. You have planted much, but harvest little. You eat, but never have enough. You drink, but never have your fill. You put on clothes, but are not worn. You earn wages only to put them in a purse with holes in it. This is what the Lord Almighty says. Give careful thought to your ways. Go up into the mountains and bring down timber and build my house so that I may take pleasure in it and be honored, says the Lord. You expected much. But see, it turned out to be little. What you brought home, I blew away. Why? 
declares the Lord Almighty, because of my house, which remains in ruin, while each of you is busy with your own house. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for the reading of your word today, and we pray that your blessings would be upon your people as we come together and search your scriptures to understand the things that are needed in our lives to help us as we live today before others and we live today before you. Help us to have the life that you would bless. Help us to understand the lesson that you're teaching here in Haggai. And I pray that we might be understanding things that would benefit us and that we would live our lives in conjunction with what you would have and you would bless. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, I mentioned a moment ago where Haggai is and some of the things about it, but uh, it's one of the easiest books in all the scriptures for us to understand. It's not some deep theological question that's being asked and they're talking about. But it's some everyday, day-to-day life questions that Haggai is responding to. Now Haggai prophesied in the second year of King Darius of Persia. This is found in verse 1, by the way, if you want to go back and read it. And it says that the first prophecy came the first day, sixth month, second year of his reign. Now if you want to look it up, that works out to be exactly August the 29th, 520 B.C. That's how precise we can find this particular book. Basically, 2,500 years ago. 520 B.C. is the very end of the New Testament, I mean the Old Testament period. The very end of the Old Testament period of time. There's only two books later. These books are Nehemiah, that was written in 444 B.C. And Malachi, and you're familiar with Malachi because it's the last book of the Old Testament, and it was written in 420 B.C. It was the last book. So Haggai is a post-exile book. We're studying in Sunday school about the exile. I say Sunday school, our adult Bible study. I don't need to call it Sunday school, do I? But in our... Bible study, we're looking at the book of Ezekiel right now. And this was during the captivity, the Babylonian captivity. And this book comes after the Babylonian and Persian captivity because you see Persia came and conquered Babylon and the people that were in captivity in Babylon then were in captivity in Persia. But It was written to people just like me and just like you. And like us, 
God was saying to those that had come back from captivity, put me first. Make me first in your lives. Now, <clears throat> these individuals had drifted away from this truth. In the exile, as I mentioned this morning in the book of Ezekiel, we find people coming to God. We find people repenting. We find people turning away from their previous ways, the worship of idols and, and uh, doing things that were wrong. And these individuals had done that. And God had blessed them while they were in captivity. And as they come back out of captivity, God was still blessing them. But these individuals were living with misplaced priorities. We see this in the reading that we had just a moment ago. And so Haggai had been sent by God to help the people get their priorities in line with what they, what the people, already knew they should be. You see, the people had been taught these things. The people should have been following these things. But they let some things slip. We'll look a little deeper in this in just a moment. But Haggai spoke the me this message to the Jews who had returned to Jerusalem after living in captivity in Babylon. Some of these individuals had been born in Babylon. They'd never been in Israel before. They'd never been in Jerusalem before. And so they had come back to things that were completely different in their lives than what they had experienced previously. Now, Babylon had destroyed Jerusalem. They tore down the walls. They destroyed the temple. They had razed it. Completely demolished it. The temple was not in existence anymore as these people had come back. But as we read from the scriptures, these walls and the temple being destroyed 70 years prior to this period of time, these first returnees had come to something that was completely disheartening as they came to Jerusalem. All the destruction, all the things that were there. And so the very first of them came with the idea of building the temple. This was the first priority. This was the first thing of their hearts and minds. And so they began to clear out the debris. And they laid a foundation for the second temple. Now remember, this is only the second temple. Who had built the first one? Solomon. And so, while they were working on the temple, the Samaritans, these individuals that were not all Jewish, they were half Jews, they came and they said, we, we want to help you. Well, you would think that that would be a good thing, Right? But these individuals weren't God's people. These individuals had false practices. These individuals did 
things like the Israelites were doing prior to them being taken into captivity. And so they refused their help. Well, the Samaritans got upset about that. And so they threatened the workers and they sent men to Persia to lobby against the construction of the temple there in Jerusalem. And the work had stopped. Brought it to a halt. And years passed prior to Haggai coming on the scene. And during that period of time, though, things began to get back to normal in Jerusalem. We find that homes had been rebuilt, stores had been opened, trade had resumed, fields had been planted, crops had been harvested. Life begins to come back to somewhat of a normalcy. To be somewhat normal. Now I know people in the time now is looking for things to get back to normal after the pandemic, right? And so we can identify a little bit with that. We find things getting back somewhat normal and then here comes another wave. And they're thinking about reducing restrictions and then they're placing more restrictions here in Panama and in the United States too and the rest of the world. But we find that these Israelites had become used to things as they are without the temple. They were just carrying on life as normal. And where they had begun to clear out the debris, remember I talked about that a moment ago, and they had laid a foundation. And that foundation had been overgrown with weeds. And it was a stark reminder of these Jews failing to take, take care of God's house, failing to build the temple back. And 16 years had passed as Haggai appeared on the scene. And he had one prevailing message. One thing that he needed to get the people to listen to. Put first things first. Who was to be first? God was. Put God first. If you put God first, you're going to rebuild the temple. Finish rebuilding it. And it was a message of priority. You see, let's think about this for just a moment. The temple was to be the center of worship for God. Now here they had been in captivity all this period of time, 70 years. During that time, they had continued to worship God. I mentioned this a little bit in our Bible study this morning. And the synagogue worship had begun. The people were going to these places, neighborhood, community, 
places where they met together and worshipped. They would usually have a priest that would come in and, and tell them about God's Word and admonish them to do the things that God told them to do and, and these sort of things. Well, they brought this back with them. And we don't know for sure at this particular time that they had synagogues in Jerusalem, but they probably did. These were things you saw in the future. As we see Jesus come and Him worshiping, synagogue worship was something they had in Jerusalem and all over Judea. And not just there, but in different parts of the world where there were Jews that could meet together. Synagogue worship. And I think I mentioned last week as we talked about this a little bit, this is the pattern that God used for the New Testament church. And so these individuals were probably still worshiping God. It wasn't that they had left God out completely. They certainly had not gone back to idol worship. They hadn't left God out of their lives. But you see, they just weren't putting God in first place as they should have. <coughs> Excuse me. And so the temple is lying in ruins, neglecting the kind of worship they needed to have. You see, when they were in captivity, they weren't able to give animal sacrifices because there was no temple. The temple was the only place where God had authorized sacrifices to be made. And so they didn't make animal sacrifices. But this was a part of what God wanted to picture to the world about the coming Messiah, about the coming Christ. That needed to still be given to the world as the temple is rebuilt and God receives the offerings that are made at His house. Now it didn't matter that the people were still keeping God in mind and they were still meeting together to hear God's Word in synagogues. They weren't worshiping God as they should have. This is the message that we have. Priorities. Putting first things first. And the temple was a place where God was worshipped in a special way. And so God wanted that to take place again. This condition that existed in Jerusalem at this time was an embarrassment to God and a blemish on His reputation because the people were not meeting together at the temple, giving sacrifices, carrying out the law as God had required them to, and giving the picture of salvation that pictured Jesus Christ coming and shedding His blood on the cross for man's sins. That wasn't being done. You see, in the Old Testament, they were to worship God looking forward to that one sacrifice that would be made. In our day and time, we don't offer animal sacrifices, do we? Why? Because the one sacrifice has already been made. The one sacrifice for all time and eternity 
was in Jesus Christ. And He gave the sacrifice that the whole world could be saved. For God so loved the world that He gave His one and only Son that whoever believes in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. And so, <coughs> the picture we have today is that Jesus has come. He did give that sacrifice. And individuals are saved by believing in Jesus Christ, trusting Him as their personal Savior. <coughs> in the Old Testament, the sacrifices that were given was picturing the one Christ that was coming, the one Messiah that was coming, that would be the sacrifice of all sacrifices and take away the sin of the world. And so they were to trust in the Savior that was coming, just like we trust the Savior that has come that we might have salvation. Salvation has always been the same in the Old Testament and in the New Testament. It's one Savior. And that Savior is Jesus Christ. And that Savior was pictured when God gave the first sacrifice for Adam and Eve's sin in providing clothing for Adam and Eve. The shedding of blood. Picturing the shedding of Jesus' blood. And Jesus was promised when God made that first sacrifice for Adam and Eve. So, Haggai doesn't pull any punches as he comes before the people and he tells them what's needed. He wastes no words. And notice in verse 9, he says that he's giving this message because my house which remains in ruin while each of you is busy with your own house. Isn't that what happens today? We get busy with our own things. We get busy making our own priorities. We get busy with our own things rather than God's things rather than serving God the way we ought to. And so, we today have this message, just like the people in Haggai's day did. Put first things first. Put God first in our lives. And let all of these other things, it doesn't make any difference what these other things are, let all of these other things, they may be good things, but let all of these other things fall in line under God. Let us stand. We're going to sing <clears throat> Living Sanctuary. And as God's speaking to your heart, if there's decisions that are needed from those that are here today, I encourage you to come right now. Make that decision God wants you to make. Lord, prepare me to be a sanctuary, pure and holy, tried and true, with
prepare me. Lord, prepare me to be a sanctuary, pure and holy, tried and services too. Uh, don't forget our Wednesday evening podcast. Tune in to that. And our services next Sunday. Our Bible study at 10 and our worship service at 11. Bob, would you lead us in our closing prayer, please?
Our dear Heavenly Father, we thank you that we can come to your house this day and worship you. Be with this church, guide it, and each and every member of the church. We ask that you be with us, and we thank you for that. Yes, Father. Amen. Amen. Contact information is as follows. Dr. Steve Wood, Pastor, phone or message at 6438-6541, email at steverwood002 at gmail.com. Prayer requests can be sent directly to hbcprayerlist2020 at gmail.com. Thank you, and God bless.